This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, time to look at the Mountain West Conference. And a couple of guys in Mountain West uh, territory, Matt Humans of Veasan and Bruce Marshall of the Gold Sheet. Uh, Matty, how are you? Hey, doing great. It's good to see Bruce Marshall again. The guy's been traveling around the world for the past year. I haven't seen the guy in person for a long time. <laughs> Bruce, you, 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 your frequent flyer model is going to be pretty strong these days. <clears throat> Matt, it was hard to escape Las Vegas last night. They closed the border on us driving with all the flash floods in the desert. So I had to go back to the airport and fly to California. Wow. So it's a, it's a, wasn't that easy to get around last night. Hey, let's uh, let's start uh, in the West uh, with uh, Fresno State uh, here in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, they are the favorite to win it all at plus two fifty. Actually, actually co favorites uh, with Boise State at plus two fifty at uh, Bet Rivers. Uh, senior quarterback and wide receiver tandem are really good. Uh, they have thirteen senior starters. Um, I mean, a, a lot coming back. Uh, more first-team Mountain West Conference senior running back and tight end. Tedford back for a second stint uh, in Fresno. And from an offense that uh, Matt was first in, Mount, in the conference, the Mountain West Conference in yards, and second in points, uh, Fresno State Bulldogs have a lot of things in place to make a run. Their win total is at nine right now at Bet Rivers. Well, I can't recommend it over nine. I did play it over eight and a half at minus 125, and it was sitting at eight and a half for uh, a few months. So uh, you hate to be late to the party on these win totals. A half win can mean a lot. Um, Fresno went 10 and 4 and 12 and 2 uh, with Tedford in 2017 2018. Now I think he inherits a team here with enough talent to post another double-digit win season, uh, but it's uh, it's always tough for me to bet over a, a win total of nine with a team that, that really doesn't have an easy schedule. The key is the quarterback, obviously, Jay Kaner. I think the best in the Mountain West, passed for 4,096 yards, 33 touchdowns last season. Bulldogs went 9-3. and three. They beat UCLA and San Diego State on the road. You got eight starters back on offense, including four linemen, which is sometimes overlooked by cappers, but is obviously critical. Top two wide receivers and running back Jordan Mims, seven starters back on defense. I think Fresno State projects as a favorite here in 10 games this season. will be underdogs on the road against USC and Boise State. The back end of the schedule is soft. I think sets up for a potential long winning streak. I've got a lot of confidence here in the Tedford-Hainer combination uh, to predict 
a nine or ten win season. But if you can play this win total over eight and a half, that's obviously a much better bet. Uh, Brucey, uh, Tedford has taken over a much better situation than the first time he came to Fresno State, took over a one-win program. Now he's taken over a double-digit program. This is a very curious uh, situation. And uh, Tedford's track record, we know, we know what it is, uh, but he left here a couple of years ago. They really tailed off Tedford's last year, but there were some health concerns why he left. Remember when he took over Cal, uh, way back, what, 2002, after Tom Homo was there, he immediately upgraded Cal, too. And, of course, you mentioned after DeRuder left, immediately upgraded Fresno. So he has, he's been a quick fix guy. The dynamic's a little bit different here. He's inheriting a much better team. The, the interesting point, I thought, was uh, Jake Hayner was ready to go with Kalen DeBoer up to yes. Washington. Yeah. And apparently when Fresno moved quick to hire Tedford, he made an about-face and decided to stay at Fresno. Hainer's, you know, a peripherally, a real long shot. He's mentioned in the Heisman also ran, so he's probably, he's not going to win it. But, I mean, that's the sort of talent he is. And Matt mentioned over 4,000 yards passing last year. But Matt made the interesting point here. Uh, at eight and a half, probably an over bet. Nine, mm, then you got to, to get over, you got to get to 10. They might do it, but I don't think it's a must bet at nine. Matt, San Diego State uh, win total at seven and a half, six to one, the win, the conference. Uh, Aztecs. After a couple of years in Carson, a couple of seasons, they're into their new $310 million stadium. There are uh, 14 senior starters on this team that won 12 games a year ago. Yeah, and they bring in Braxton Burmeister from Virginia Tech. And uh, this San Diego State team's always had, it seems like always, a pedestrian passing attack. We'll see if uh, that changes uh, this year. I know Bruce is going to be fired up to go down there and see the new stadium, right, Bruce? Snapdragon Stadium. <laughs> That's right. Uh, San Diego State, by the way, has not averaged more than 199 yards passing for four consecutive seasons, which is uh, unheard of basically in today's game unless you're running the wishbone. Burmeister started 16 games in two seasons at Virginia Tech. Uh, I actually, I like some of the talent, the skill position talent here. Um, the defense, probably going to be the strength of the team. San Diego State allowed 19.8 points per game last season, 4.7 yards per play, uh, but they were probably a little bit better even than those numbers. Allowed 80 rushing yards per game and 2.7 yards per carry. And uh, looks to me like uh, this team's going to be pretty strong depth-wise on defense. Can Burmeister uh, boost the offense. We'll see. I don't really have a preseason bet on San Diego State. Bruce, let's move to San Jose State. And one of the uh, better stories of the uh, COVID season, the Cinderella 2020, where they won uh, the Mountain West Conference Championship. They uh, handled uh, Boise State pretty good in that championship game. And then they went, fell back to 5-7. and seven. So where are they? Was that just an outlier with some unusual circumstances in that COVID season? Their win total six and a half. Uh, shaded to the under at minus 125. They they added quarterback, wide receiver, and wide receiver transfers over, uh, including a quarterback from Hawaii, uh, who they give us a report that he had a solid spring. Yeah, I, I hate to, to do the cop-out and say the, the true answer is somewhere in between, uh, but I think it almost applies here with San Jose State. Um, listen, I give uh, I, I give the, the Spartans a lot of credit for what they did Um 
two years ago and to, to flourish the way they did in the COVID season uh, really you know, says a lot for San Jose and the coaching staff. Last year, injuries took their toll. They had a lot of problems at quarterback last year and throughout the roster, so they slipped back. Defensively, they also fell way down the ranks from 15th to 68 in total defense after a very good defensive showing uh, in the COVID season. So What's going to happen uh, this year, Chevin Cordero? You talked about him coming over from Hawaii. I was always a little lukewarm on him, but he does have experience, and he has played in this conference before. And also a couple of the wide receivers who came in from Nevada are also Mountain West guys as well. So the guys that they've brought in uh, uh, here to San Jose do have experience in the conference. So um, I, my, my thought is six and a half is about right for San Jose, uh, and I'm not quite ready to buy in that two years ago that we're going to have a return to that big sort of a season, but the staff is solid here. Uh, Cordero should be serviceable as long as he doesn't get hurt. They had a lot of injuries, like I said last year. Um, I think they're right around. I don't see an edge at six and a half on San Jose State. Matt, uh, speaking of those receivers that came from Nevada, that's not the only ones that left that program. Uh, the coach left late, so did a ton of players. Remember that line movement in the bowl game that they were uh, that they played in, and still – I mean, got absolutely destroyed. That was free money in that one, fading them in that one. They, and only six starters remain, and two of them are out for serious injuries. We're talking about an extreme situation in Reno. Yeah, I don't think there there hasn't been a team in a long time that returns less production than uh, the Wolfpack. So it's a total rebuild here in Reno for Ken Wilson, the first-time head coach. Uh, James Norvell, that kind of surprised me when he left, but I guess he took a run for the money. That was uh, interesting. I needed Nevada to win that last game to get over its win total last year. And the Wolfpack trashed Colorado State, and then Jay Norvell flipped sidelines and went to Colorado State. It was kind of an odd thing. Uh, Wolfpack averaged uh, 35.7 points a game. Carson Strong's gone. Every, everybody's gone but the uh, top running back, Toa Tua, who had 760 yards last season. I uh, Actually, if you've been watching the Packers, and Romeo Dobbs, how great he's been as a rookie so far in the preseason for the Packers. You can see that this Nevada team had some big-time uh, playmakers on offense last year. Uh, that's not going to be the case. I think um, even though the early part, what's ironic here is the early part of the schedule is so soft that Nevada can win a few games early and still not go over its win total of four and a half. Uh, I'm not going to say this is the worst team in the Mountain West, but, Bruce, I think uh, Nevada is probably close to it. And, and Bruce, that's uh, the biggest line movement we've seen in that Week Zero game with uh, Nevada at New Mexico State. A lot of money on New Mexico State. Yeah, and uh, like we, we joked in the Week Zero preview, we don't hear that too much, all the money on New Mexico State, but we, we hear it uh, this week. But uh, you're, you're, Matt's right. And um, also, another point, I mean, they have fired their AD since Ken Wilson got hired there. So this is a situation in Reno that is a bit up in flux right now. Um, they were 129 in rushing last year. So Matt mentioned Tawa. I think they're going to have to lean on him a little bit more. Illingworth, the transfer quarterback in from Oklahoma State, supposed to get snaps. Uh, they have been playing at a pretty high level, but it's pretty much a new team here. And Ken Wilson has not been in Reno since the Chris Alt era. He is part of that long time ago. They're a dicey pick here, but Matt made the point. They do have a chance to get some wins in non-conference, and that makes me not look under with Nevada, but I'm certainly not bullish on the Wolfpack. 
Bruce, let's stay with you because this is one of your picks, uh, and we'll talk about the UNLV running Rebels. That's where both of you guys are. Uh, four is their win total, uh, shaded to the over at minus 141. 100-1 to win the conference. Arroyo in his third year is only 2-16. and 16. Brand new shiny practice facility, a brand new AD. Well, the writing's on the wall. Arroyo better win some games soon. Arroyo's not the guy. And I'll just come flat out and say it right now. I know they made some improvements last year, and they were close in some games. I, I believe that they caught a lot of those teams flat last year. This is my, I think, Texas San Antonio, San Diego State, Fresno, Utah State. They played them all rather competitively. Uh, but some of the other games, they didn't show up. They got destroyed by Iowa State. They lost to Eastern Washington in what should have been their big game against the rival Nevada up in Reno for the Fremont Cannon, they got their doors blown off, and that was a game Nevada was focused upon. And Air Force was ready for them the last game of the season and ran them off the field. Uh, I don't think Arroyo's up to it. Uh, Matt can, uh, can confirm this. He's not the most popular guy in town. You look back at his track record at Oregon, they should have done a lot better up there with the talent he had. I mean, he was Justin Herbert's offensive coordinator, and, you know, I think they could have done a little bit more. I know Oregon achieved a lot, but... Yeah, you know, Arroyo, I think, kind of held Herbert back. Um, the improvements last year, they weren't quite as bad as the COVID year, but we want to give a mulligan for, for the COVID year. I'm not I'm not buying on Nevada. I'm not buying on UNLV here. Uh, four, they might get there. I think Arroyo's probably on his way out. Uh, new AD, like you said, and uh, somebody else is going to have to come. We could talk for a long time about the mistakes this program has made for a generation or more hiring the wrong guys. This was a bad hire, and it's going to blow up in their face, and I don't think they're going to get over. No, I think this is an under. Matt, now half of the 10 losses were by one score. Uh, not something that, you know, they, they can – that that's not an, an indication – of they're they're getting close, or like Bruce said, maybe some opponents overlooking them. I'm going to go with the latter. I agree with Bruce here. I think uh, sometimes, uh, you know, I would say handicappers or fans look at a team playing close games, losing close games, and saying, "Hey, we're making progress." You got to take into account the the big favorites probably overlooking that team, and I think last year a lot of those. Uh, Teams on the schedule just took UNLV for granted that it was a, uh, a sad team and they could sleepwalk past the Rebels. So I'm not going to make too much out of it. Uh, Rebels were 12, or excuse me, 7 and 5 against the spread in their 12 games. So there was something positive from a betting perspective. But Marcus Royo is not a good people person. He's not a good play caller. He's not a good coach. He's really not a good anything. Uh, he's good at cashing checks because he got overpaid by UNLV, and that's going to be the problem when they're trying to buy him out because this is not a program with a lot of uh, excess money. It's not like the Big Ten where you can just buy out a coach and send him on his way or LSU or something like that. Uh, Bruce talked about the mistakes in the program. I'll just say briefly, the mistakes start at the top in any organization, and UNLV has, really hasn't had a good athletic director, a great one since Brad Rothermill in the early 90s. And that's where all the mistakes start. But you've got great facilities here now. You've got an NFL stadium. There are no excuses for this program not to be better. I don't think it's going to happen this year. You'd have to bet UNLV under. You've got uh, Doug Brumfield who's going to come back. And I, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people that he's going to be the starting quarterback. Not Cameron Friel, the Mountain West Freshman of the Year. Not Tennessee transfer Harrison Bailey. Looks like it's going to be Brumfield, the quarterback. The schedule 
UNLV has to play at Cal, Utah State, San Jose, Notre Dame, San Diego State, home games against North Texas Air Force, Fresno State. This team's not getting over its win total. I would not bet on that. All right. Uh, I feel like I'm going to Matt Eumann's uh, travel path here as we go from Las Vegas to Hawaii and look at the uh, last place team or the projected last place team, the Rainbow Warriors. And we talk about travel uh, to a transfer portal and coaches leaving and the relaxed uh, transfer eligibility rules uh, in NCAA football. But my goodness, whew. Well, the knee jerk, maybe unpopular, extremely unpopular guy in Graham. It's out. Very popular. Hawaii record setting quarterback. Timmy Chang is in man. Uh, Matt, they, they, I mean, the, the turnover in, uh, in roster here is unbelievable. Yeah, it is. And, uh, I'll let Bruce talk a little bit about Todd Graham because I know he's not, uh, one of his favorite coaches either, but he chased a lot of players out of that program. And now Timmy Chang, who's uh, you know, a favorite son in Hawaii, uh, record-setting quarterback. We're going to find out what kind of head coach he's going to be, but he's got to totally rebuild this program. I'm fascinated uh, by the season opener. Vanderbilt at Hawaii, because that's, the game's going to be played in a, that, uh, a small stadium on campus that Hawaii's using while Aloha Stadium shut down. It's going to seat about 15,000. I think the atmosphere is going to be great for the home team, and Hawaii's been a really live home dog in a lot of spots. In fact, beat Fresno uh, last year as a home dog. Um, I don't I don't think Timmy Chang's got a lot of talent to work with. He's got a quarterback making a, his first career start in that game. But Vandy is, uh, what, 5-28 and 28 in the last three years with one win by more than seven points, and that was uh, against East Tennessee State. So Hawaii should be a live dog in that game. I'll say this, if the Warriors are not, then uh, they're going to be a bet against team because I think the situation sets up well for Hawaii in that season opener. Uh, but I know a lot of sharp money is under the win total of four and a half, and uh, I don't disagree with that because I think Timmy Chang is going to have his back to the wall here trying to win games and just be competitive. And Bruce, I mean, he Chang got the job about a week before national signing date in late January, and which makes it uh, you know the rebuild for this season that much more difficult. Yeah, I mean, Graham wasn't really fired there. He was impeached. Um, they, they went into the state legislature. and all, I mean, they brought in everybody except Nancy Pelosi to get him out. Um, but the, what impressed, I mean, the players hated him, and they still played hard last year. Graham, Graham was not a bad coach. Uh, he was just a bad person. And um, not one of my favorites from past media days, I'll put it like that. But they did play hard, and they were tough at home. And that little stadium, which is going to be – uh, there for the next few years, the new Aloha is not going to be ready till 2026. Um, that might be an advantage for them. So I, I agree with Matt. That might be a spot to look at this week. But I'm not going over with Hawaii. It would be under, if, if anything. Chang has been around the Mountain West as an assistant at Nevada most recently. But first head coaching gig, uh, resurrecting the June Jones Red Gun will not be that easy. This is going to be tough. Maybe Graham used to go to the Nick Saban School of Humanitarianism, so uh, to try and improve <laughs> on, uh, on that aspect of his coaching. Let's move to the mountain now. Stay with you, Bruce, because this is one of your picks. Boise State, the proud program uh, of, uh, of this uh, conference. And, you know, if there was a four-team playoff, they probably would have gotten in uh, back in the day. Uh, they were one of the mid-majors that actually scheduled very tough games, non-conference games, to boost their resume uh, in – Man, they were as good as anybody uh, back then, but it has slipped in, in a big way. That's why the uh, Auburn hire of Harson is a head-scratcher 
The program declines under him, and he gets a big job like that. They're plus 250 co-favorites to win the Mountain West. Their win total is nine. Bruce, you're not so sure about the Boise State Broncos this year. No, I'm not, but I would point out the schedule thing. On the surface, it looks a little better for Boise this year. The schedule seems like it offers a way through to get above uh, nine wins. Um, you know, last year they had to go to UCF. They had Oklahoma State come in. Uh, both those games they could have won, but that's the point. Andy Avalos came in as a first-year head coach. He had been at Boise before. Boise likes to hire guys who have some connections to the program. And who can argue in the past with, after Dirk Cotter, then they went to Dan Hawkins and Chris Peterson and Harson. Everybody had a connection to the program, and they kept the winning going. However, last year, you know, there was a lot of people up there wondering about Avalos's game, in-game skills. They lost a lot of games against the better teams in the schedule. They had two good wins, Utah State and BYU, but they blew a lot of other games, and a lot of it – People up there seem to think he just didn't have a good feel as a game coach last year. So we will see. Bachmeyer is back at quarterback. This defense was fine last year, and it will probably still be good. But they lost some of their edge. I mean, seven and five last year. Um, and, you know, they lost. And I mean, you know, Boise uh, Air Force beat them. San Diego State beat them. They lost those games non-conference. I don't know that this schedule is all that easy. They could lose that open at Oregon State. And that then starts to look kind of ominous. Even the game at UTEP. Uh, could be a little difficult in a couple of weeks after that. I think Air Force is the team to beat in this half of the loop. We'll get to them in a minute. But I'm not betting on Avalos to get this team above nine wins. He's got to prove a little bit more to me. I think there's a good chance they made a downgrade and they're higher here. There's a lot of people up there wanted Kellen Moore to come back as head coach. Matt knows about that, too. They went with a guy who had more experience coaching at Boise in the past. That was Avalos. They brought him back from Oregon. I'm not sure it's going to work for them. I'm not going over. I'm actually looking under. I think they'll top out at eight this year and maybe another seven like last year. Matt, any opinion on the Broncos this year? Yeah, I agree with uh, most of what Bruce said there. Uh, I think it's going to be difficult for Boise to win, uh, not win more than seven games because the schedule is uh, so much better for the Broncos this season. Actually, the road games, I think a really intriguing early season road game is Boise at Oregon State. And then Air Force, I think, has a leg up in the in the conference because the Falcons get Boise at home. Other than that, the, the, the schedule sets up pretty well for Boise. So I don't have a play on this. I agree with Bruce. I would lean under, but uh, the schedule's keeping me off this bet. Uh, Boise 7-5 and five last season. Did lose three games on the blue turf, which we never see happen. Hank Bachmeyer is going to be the whole key. If, uh, if he plays at a high level, this team has a chance to overachieve. If not, uh, I think Boise is going to be an under team. 12-7 and seven straight up in the past uh, two years. We're seeing a decline in this program. And just like you, Jimmy, and Bruce probably was too, I was absolutely stunned when Auburn hired Brian Harson as coach. I said right off the bat, that's got to be one of the worst hires I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, and they've already uh, stacked the deck against him as the administration right. changed the rule where a coach must uh, cooperate with an internal investigation, unlike Bruce Pearl, who's still there now, has got a lifetime ca- a contract. <laughs> They're not going to let that happen with a Brian Harson. Nobody pays their coaches not to coach like they do on the Plains in Auburn. <laughs> Maddie, Utah State, um, 11-2, Mountain West Conference champs uh, last year as they uh, – I forget how much of an underdog they were in San Diego State. They blocked the great punters, uh, a couple of punts. I mean, destroyed them. Uh, the quarterback and leading rusher are back, but four of their five top tacklers are gone. Utah State, the Aggies, uh, over-under is eight and a half. Blake Anderson uh, did a really good job last year with this team. 11-3, and three, and uh, Logan Bonner uh, did a hell of a job at quarterback. It's the first-ever conference title. 
for the Aggies, and I think a lot of people are uh, kind of overlooking this team this season. Maybe maybe me too. Uh, I wonder, Bruce, and uh, maybe you have a little bit more insight to this. I've been trying to find uh, some stories this week to indicate how healthy is Logan Bonner going into the season. He suffered a severe knee injury in that bowl game. There's no, uh, I don't think, a definitive word if he's even going to start the, the season opener. But the offense is still going to be explosive, and I think uh, Utah State's going to be right there with a chance uh, to win the conference. I don't think it's going to happen, though, because on the road, Utah State's got to face Alabama, BYU, Boise State. I think this team's going to get beat down in a few of those spots. And um, the one positive here is uh, Utah State does host Air Force, and that's the one thing on the Air Force schedule that looks like uh, probably the, the highest hurdle. But um, great job uh, by the Aggies last season. I don't see a repeat. And I wonder about Logan Bonner's health. Uh, Bruce, do you know anything about that? I don't get it. Unlike you, they haven't announced anything. But I point out, the backup, Cooper Logan, came in in the bowl game and ended up yeah. being the MVP of the bowl game. So he I did, don't think yeah. they'll worry going with him. But they lost 206 uh, pass catches last year from their receiving core. So that's gonna. they've got some transfers in here, including one from Alabama they think will be fine. Uh, but the defense was also good. I will say this, Blake Anderson, you talk about a turnaround job. Remember, Matt and Jimmy, how bad Utah State was in the COVID year? Gary Anderson sure. walked out. It was horrible. That was a great job. And they are already talking up there if uh, if there's if, if Kyle Whittingham is, is to retire at Utah and Anderson keeps overachieving, uh, he's going to be a guy mentioned uh, to move up into the Pac-12. Bronco Mendenhall also might come back in the picture. We'll talk about that later. But Anderson's a hot name again, and he won a lot at Arkansas State. I think he knows what he's doing. Uh, Bruce, um, you know, Matt alluded to the Air Force schedule, and I'll look at it too. We're on the same page here. Um, I love the big fullback uh, for Air Force. And, you know, the service academies rarely can a guy – and he's not a great – I won't put him in a spread uh, air, air raid offense, but for running a military or, uh, you know, triple option, he throws the ball better than most. He made a couple of deep throws uh, in the bowl game. Uh, I got them favored in all of their games, maybe minus two at Utah State will be close. At San Diego State will be close. Uh, you're also bullish on Air Force with their eight-and-a-half win total, three-to-one to win the conference. I think this could be Troy Calhoun's best team, and he's had some good ones. And I think there's a chance they could run the table. You mentioned they, they look like they might be favored in all their games this year. Uh, they would like to get the commander-in-chief back in Colorado Springs. That would be very big for them. Uh, they have still kicking themselves for the Army game last year. But if you look at Calhoun in the past, his best teams have had good defenses. And this was a very good defense last year. They were fourth nationally in total defense. So and mo a lot of playmakers are back from last year. So that has been sort of the key to his big seasons. The offense usually hums pretty well. You mentioned how Zeke Daniels, the quarterback, he averaged about 20 yards per completion. Now, they don't throw the ball a lot, but there's some different wrinkles in this Air Force option. I mean, it's not it's not like old wishbone. They do a lot of different things. They got the belly series down flat, though, with Brad Roberts, the fullback, so they really soften you up. Daniels can get the edge running, and he can throw the deep ball. And, by the way, a point, this is my old returning starter thing. I mean, last year, I think it was an entirely new offensive line, you know, no starters back for Air Force. They ended up leading the nation in rushing. We, you, you can't always look at that. They're going to be good because the system is what it is there, and you've got an awfully good veteran pilot. That's the other thing. A veteran quarterback at Air Force usually equates into a winning season. They're not scared of anybody. They're always an awkward matchup, and, and the schedule shapes up very well. 
I know we got a bet there's a little juice to go over eight and a half. I'm not worried about that. I think this is a 10 or 11 win team this year unless injuries strafe them, which could happen. It's happened a couple times in the past. Otherwise, they're going to win this half of the league, and uh, they're going to be in the rankings this year. Just watch. Matt, Air Force went 10-3 and three last year with the three losses all being one possession games. Bruce, what are, uh, Jimmy, what's the Bet Rivers price on uh, the win total eight and a half over? Oh, over is juiced to minus 162 now. It's up yeah, there. It's, it's, yeah. it's been a popular bet, and I you can sign me up for that as well. I like Air Force over the win total. I think Air Force got a great chance to win this conference. It's To me, it's uh, Fresno, Air Force uh, right there. And then uh, I've got Boise, the third-rated team in the conference. But you got to love Brad Roberts, the fullback, because Zeke Daniels, the quarterback. And the defense was actually uh, really tough up front last season, allowed 19.8 points a game. 297 yards. Front seven was strong. Uh, I think Air Force is going to be favored in, I've got 11 games, 11 of the 12 games, which, uh, and by the way, the schedule early is about as uh, hospitable as you could hope for. Northern Iowa, Colorado, Wyoming, Nevada, Navy, your first five games. you got to love the way a schedule sets up like that when you're betting over a win total of eight and a half. So, yep, I'm high on the Falcons as well. Yeah, that SEC mandate where they have to schedule at least one Power 5 non-conference team, Colorado's phone rings off the hook, but Air Force uh, beat them to the punch uh, on that one. So uh, Norvell at uh, Nevada last year, well, he uh, he, he smokes uh, Colorado State in the last game, 52-10. to 10. Then he goes there, and he brings a lot of, uh, a lot of players with him, Matt. Um, five and a half is their win total. Um, Kind of a poor man's USC situation here, so trying to speed up the uh, rebuilding program. But still, when you lose like that, you've got a lot of holes to replace. Yeah, you can't really look at returning starters here because Jay Norvell brought players with him from Reno, and he's trying to get this thing turned around as quickly as possible. I think he's, I think he's got some talent to work with here, but uh, I'm going to make this quick. Uh, there's, there's a lot of transfers on this Colorado State team. I don't know what the Rams are going to have, but I know they uh, they play Michigan, Washington State, uh, Boise State, Air Force on the road. So I think uh, expectations got to be relatively low here. Uh, I like Jay Norvell. It, to me, it was a questionable move. Uh, maybe Bruce, can you explain it? Was it just all about money? It was, yeah. And I think yeah. I think he sensed Doug Newth was in trouble at uh, Reno, and he was going to probably want to leave okay. with the AD going out. You talk about bad hires, though, Matt and Jimmy. Uh, uh, Steve Adazio. The last two years, one of the worst yeah. hires I can remember. Yeah. Uh, out of place, fish out of water. And this team totally collapsed at the end of last season. So they were worse than they should have been. But I agree with Matt. You, it's very hard to bet these guys over because of that schedule. And if anything, I might look under, although they will be better than last year. And listen, Norvell has proven himself. I think he's, he's definitely an upgrade from what they had. So, uh, But they do have to break in a new quarterback this year. He brought one of his kids from Nevada over. That may uh, hold them back a little bit. So uh, the schedule, new quarterback, new situation. They'll be better, but maybe not good enough to get over. Yeah, keep in mind that they just spent a lot of money also in that new stadium uh, in yep. Fort Collins. I think they broke it in uh, against Oregon State week zero yeah. a, a few years ago. Wyoming, talking about the transfer portal, talking about losing players, but this is an extreme situation in how many players lost. This is, this is a program for the first time has been to a bowl game four out of six years. We know about Josh Allen. You know, he played there as well, but still um, there are – and it's very common for the group of five uh, conferences to have good players and be poached by the, the bigger programs. But this is extreme for Wyoming, Matt. 
Yeah, Craig Bowl has done a really good coaching job in Laramie, but I think this might be his worst team. He's got four starters back on both sides of the ball. Andrew Peasley is going to be the quarterback. He's a transfer from Utah State. He was there four years. He started just two games and completed about 54% of his passes. Xavier Valde, a great running back, transferred to uh, Arizona State. This, the, Wyoming's lost a lot. I think we're going to find out a lot about this team, too, in the, the opening game at Illinois. I laid 10 with the Illini here. I think Brett Bielema's monster offensive line in Champaign is going to wear down, overwhelm and wear down the Wyoming defen defensive front, and we're going to see um, kind of a class difference between the Mountain West and the Big Ten in that game, even though uh, Illinois is not an upper-tier Big Ten team. They've got a dominant offensive line. If Wyoming can hold its ground and stay competitive in that game, then I'll be wrong, and uh, maybe the Cowboys are going to be more competitive in the Mountain West than we think. But looks to me like Craig Bowles got one of his worst teams, if not his worst team, and uh, I can only look under on uh, the Wyoming Cowboys. What about you, Bruce? Well, I'll tell you this. Only because I respect Bowles so much, mm -hmm. and you know, of all the coaches I've talked to at these media days in the past – He's like my favorite, and he's a guy I probably would have wanted to play for. He's really yeah. a genuine good guy, and he's the guy who got that thing going at North Dakota State. However, yeah. um, everything Matt said is true. I mean, they've got a, the offense. I joke about Bull running this 1970s Nebraska offense because he's an old Cornhusker. He don't have Johnny Rogers and Jerry Taggy. In fact, the fact Josh Allen got to be a first-round pick running this offense speaks a lot about Allen. But since Allen, the passing games went down. They ranked 117th last year. I don't think Peasley's going to help out too much. Bull's going to have to do a lot of coaching. He might. He might be able to get them up to five wins. That's the only reason I'm not looking under on these guys, just because I respect Bull. But uh, it's a tough half of the league, too. I don't think they're getting over. No, uh, All right. Uh, the last team that we're looking at uh, is New Mexico, and both of you guys on the same page. A little, little source of optimism <laughs> here for a team that went three and nine last year. Matt, uh, two and a half, the lowest win total in the conference, uh, but uh, a chance for improvement. Well, it can't get worse as far as scoring. They were dead last in the FBS with twelve point two points a game. They do return five of their six top uh, tacklers. Rocky Long knows how to win uh, in this league as well. Yeah, he does. You know, I, I put, put out, I think, uh, 10, 10 or 12 win totals on uh, VSIN over the past several months. And New Mexico was one I started talking about a couple months ago. And every time I mention New Mexico over, I get people giving me strange looks in return. <laughs> and I understand. Uh, the Lobos were so abysmal offensively last season that um, it's tough to bet this team over. But I bet over two and a half, a plus 120. And when I, I bet any team over a win total, I have to like the coach a lot. And I think Danny Gonzalez is better, much better than his record here in Albuquerque. He's won only five games in two years. But he was a double-digit underdog in three of the wins. I think there's going to be opportunities for the Lobos to pull more upsets. And the Mountain West, I think, is weaker top to bottom than it was last year. Uh, on the positive side, the defense returned seven starters. And like you said, you've got Rocky Long calling the shots. So this is a well-coached team. And uh, I call Rocky Long the Bill Belichick of the Mountain West. Uh, it surprised me that UCLA and uh, Chip Kelly didn't try to grab him uh, a few years ago. I thought that would have been a smart move by Kelly, but he didn't do it. Uh, the offense was about – uh, Bruce will like this. The offense was about as sleepy as Joe Biden last year. Um, <laughs> failed to score Here more than go. 17 points in any of the final 10 games. Think about that. But you, uh, you bring in Miles Kendrick, a transfer from Kansas. 
uh, I think uh, he can make the difference, start to make a difference in this offense. And uh, the Lobos open the season at home against Maine. They've got a, a few other games they can win. They've got UTEP, UNLV, Wyoming, New Mexico State on the schedule. Um, hopefully this team's not hit by injuries because there's not much depth. But I think there's a path here for uh, New Mexico to get to three, maybe four wins. Bruce, if you think about it, two years ago, it uh, looked like this Lobos team was on the rise, and that uh, they took a big step back last year. Uh, yeah, yeah, they did. And by the way, if I get on an airplane and I see Miles Kendrick is on it, I'm going to get off because this guy has picked Kansas and New Mexico as his two places to go to play quarterback. So, right, right. But having said that, that, that gives, he's, he's a, a real quarterback. They just named him as the starter, and this is a problem they had to last. They thought Terry Wilson from Kentucky was going to be the answer. I, Matt, you, me, Matt, Jimmy, we could have told him no. Uh, Wilson had nothing to do with Kentucky when they were winning, and it certainly didn't help, and that offense went nowhere. Let me say this. In, in the defense of Danny Gonzalez and Rocky and the Lobos the last two years. Very few schools had as many problems and as many curveballs thrown at them as New Mexico because of COVID. I mean, they were Dr. Fauci's team. Uh, they had to leave New Mexico entirely two years ago for that half a season uh, in 2020. They camped out, uh, Matt, you know this, out of Lake Las Vegas. I mean, when nobody was in the hotels out there except the Lobos. They played at Sam Boyd Stadium uh, last year. They couldn't practice they couldn't have normal weight training they couldn't have the guys all in the same room uh it was very draconian in new mexico uh in the whole state uh that's lifted so they have had a real off season for the first time they've got their weight room back um and that's going to help a little bit and the fact kendrick i think is going to be an upgrade from having no quarterbacks effectively last year and the fact they still cobbled together three wins i don't know how they won that game at wyoming but they did but i respect rocky right. enough and Gonzalez deserves one more chance with something of the level playing field. They can get to three or four this year just, I think, on Rocky's news and the fact the offense should be able to do a little bit, control the ball, and I think Kendrick, they seem to think, will be able to run what they want to do. I think they're going over. Yes, indeed. Uh, since Jimmy Taylor uh, brought his weights with him to Green Bay uh, from Baton Rouge and Alvin Roy's gym, uh, I think most people would uh, understand, minus the administration in New Mexico, uh, weight program sort of fundamental uh, for a football uh, team. So here we go. Bruce, uh, Air Force over. Yep. Um, all three of us are like Air Force yeah. over and uh, love what they have coming back. And it's not like the, the new offensive linemen have to know, work, uh, learn a new blocking scheme. Uh, both of you have New Mexico over two and a half. Just talked about that. Yeah, Bruce is trying to bury Arroyo at uh, UNLV under there. He's also got Boise under. And, Matt, you have you shied away from Fresno over nine. You got down at eight and a half. Anything that I missed? Sounds about right to me. I think uh, Air, that Air Force play looks good. New Mexico's a little bit of a roll of the dice by us, but let's do it at a low win total. And uh, I do have high hopes for his Fresno team, so hopefully Jay Kaner can stay healthy. I think the Tedford-Hainer combination, it's going to be Fresno and Air Force, two of the teams at the top of the Mountain West. Bruce? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, San Diego State is kind of interesting here. Uh, I, I'm not convinced Burmeister is going to be any upgraded quarterback, and that's been their issue the last few years. But Brady has had them – he's kept them at that pretty high level. They were with Rocky. He was there before Rocky was the head coach, the new stadium. So they're sort of interesting. I think they might be able to nudge back in there atop the West. They San Diego State and Fresno, pretty good battle out there in the Western half. But I think Air Force is the team to beat in this league. All right, for Matt Humans, Bruce Marshall, I'm Jimmy out here in Sports Better's Paradise wrapping up our Mountain West Conference preview as part of the Bet Rivers Podcast Network YouTube channel.